back. We are back. I say that every podcast now, we are back. I know, but this beer feels like this is the new normal. This is the real back. We need something to kick us into gear. Wham! Just like that, he slapped me across the face with his penis. Yeah, this could be a bit weird. Oh. A guy called Mark <laughs> managed him. This is cutting edge stuff. <laughs> like a carry-on film or something. Is it my turn, yeah? Can, can we attribute all Brazilian success down to City? Uh, I certainly am now. This could be the end of it. Hello, Jack. Thanks for joining me, and thank you, listener, for tuning in to the first episode in Series 2 of what is now called the Road to Wembley podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, then welcome. This podcast is dedicated to all things FA Cup, the world's oldest football trophy. This year, Jack and I will be pitching up and podcasting at grounds across the country as we follow the competition from the first round all the way to Wembley. Jack, are you pleased to be back for Season 2? I'm over the moon. Tottenham are currently winning 1-0 right now. Uh, I've, the, I've turned the telly off to do the podcast, which really tells you the amount of commitment we've got this this year. We've really stepped it up. Yeah. This could be a big season. Ordinarily, I just sat the podcast off and watched Spurs, but not this time. Not this time. Okay, Jack, but stop banging on about the Premier League. We've got the FA Cup to focus on. Too right. Uh, I've got two brand new clubs to talk about. We have. We'll Both get to them. Absolute minnows. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a while since we recorded our last episode. Um, I've not enjoyed the hiatus. Have you not? No. I've been loving it. I'm, <laughs> I've, uh, I've missed a podcast and I'm sure our listeners have missed it too. Yeah, both of them. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're glad to be back and we're going we're gonna to soldier on as long as we can. There's a bit of an elephant in the room that this, this might get halted before it began. I get it like last year, I guess. Yeah. So um, for those of you who weren't listening last year, we were obviously halted in our tracks by the coronavirus pandemic around the fifth round stage. So we didn't get to go to the quarterfinals. Um, but we've been to every round before that up to the, that point and now we've restarted our journey with the first preliminary round. Yeah, so very early days. Uh, this cup's a bit different to last year. There's no replays, which means, uh, spoiler alert, game's a bit more intense. Teams really go for it. So it could be a better season, but less games for us. And um, yeah, like I said, we, we right now we've been to a few games. Non-league games do let fans in. I don't know if everyone knows that. Whenever I say that, people seem quite shocked. Yeah, I think we're probably some of the luckier fans in the country. Because really everyone's focusing on the lack of fans in the Football League, not really realising that there's a lot of good games going on lower down the pyramid. Good games, in fantastic games. These, these listeners are in for, in for a treat. We are, yes, they are, for sure. Um, but yeah, when, when, as we get bigger and bigger, as the Cup likes to do, we might, get, we might find a point where we can't go to those games and maybe we can stand on someone's car or get an Airbnb above the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's not think about that now. We've got to be positive and think, no one's going to stop this train, this football train. Yep, no one's good. This train is not stopping at any stations Apart except the, the ones we need it to. <laughs> wow, what a metaphor that is. This crazy train is rolling on oh, the station. It's not taking long for this podcast to come off the tracks if we're kicking <laughs> up the train metaphor. Shall we crack on, Jack, and introduce the new clubs? Yeah, uh, play that new club jingle. New club. New club. It's a new club. So we have two teams to get through this week. Okay. Um, we're going to start with our, in this instance, our arch rival Southall. So we're supporting Molesey, which you've looked into. I've looked into Southall. Sure, start with the bad guys. Start with the, start with the villains, yeah. They were originally based in Ealing, where my mum is from, just so you know. Okay. Uh, they were established in 1871, so quite an old one. 
Uh, they play at the Robert, Robert Parker Stadium in Stanwell and they share it with Ashford FC, which will become important later on for listeners. Uh, and they were founding members of the Isthmian League, which is a league that listeners will be familiar with. It seems like most of our teams come from there. Um, there's not much to talk about, to be honest. Uh, they, got, they got to the first round proper FA Cup last time was 1956, so they've not had much luck in the Cup, but that all could change today. Um, one little piece of uh, trivia, they appeared in the film, the Bollywood film, Dan Dana Dan Go, which is a Bollywood football-themed film. One of my favourites. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, sure, I'm sure listeners at home are familiar. Uh, yeah, Southall FC was the name used for the fictional team. Um, but apparently Dana, Dana, Dan Go had no idea that team existed. So it's a complete coincidence. But, oh, you know, wow. Fair play. How interesting. Yeah. Uh, famous players, Les Ferdinand played for them. For Southall? Yeah, Les Ferdinand. Cool. He is one of the top 10, I believe, top scoring strikers in the Premier League. So an absolute weapon. Yeah. Um, they have no famous fans. Okay, and I know so famous fans are everyone's favourite part of the new club, I yeah. guess, anyway. So last year we were researching famous fans at all of our clubs that we visited. But you're telling me Southall have none. Well, not that I know of. If they are, they're very clo- they're closeted Southall fans, which is, in my eyes, not a fan at all. So I've gone to, uh, I've basically found a random celebrity generator. Mm-hmm. I'm going to generate a random celebrity and then I'm just going to lie and say he's a fa- they're a fan. Okay. How do you feel about that? That sounds good. Cool. I'm interested to see who supports Southall. Here we go. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts supports Southall. She's a massive fan. Yeah. She's a, a pretty woman. When she's filming in England, she pops over to the Robert Parker Stadium and gets a beer in and a pasty. Come on, you Southalls. Come on, you Southalls. I didn't actually learn her nickname. Shit. Maybe didn't have a nickname. <laughs> we'll have to ask uh, Julia. Julia pretty knows, yeah. We've got tattooed in her, on her back. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the case. That could be. So there you go. Uh, yeah, Julia Roberts' favourite team. Uh, she wasn't there when we went to the... Maybe she doesn't go to away games. Yeah. That could be the f- truth. That could be how it is. They're quite intense away games. Maybe Julia's more of a home fan. So before I get on to Molsey, do you want to do the random celebrity generator for Molsey? Because I can tell you in advance, I don't think they have many fans either. <laughs> okay, here At we go. famous ones. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro? Yeah. Julia Roberts and Robert De Niro go face off in the extra preliminary round of the FA Cup. Two A-listers. <laughs> yeah, I imagine they'd be good friends, but maybe they really don't agree on football. It's quite a high-class uh, celebrity generator. This, yeah, you it? wonder why these clubs are so small and, and, and under finance. You think these, these celebrity fans could help them out? Well, Molsey, yeah, they, they will need some help, I think. So Molsey uh, is, as you know, a suburban district comprising of two towns, East and West Molsey. So Molsey itself is, is a combination of two different places. And it sits, for those who don't know, on the south bank of the Thames, southwest of London. Yeah? Molsey FC are in the Combined Counties Football League, and they were formed way back in 1946. So to give you some context about what was happening at that time, uh, that's when the UN began, Jack. Same sort of time as Molsey FC. Um, Two great institutions. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a day for the what a year for the world. Molsey FC and um, and the UN, as well as two innovations that the world loves today: the bikini premiered at Paris Paris Fashion Week, and Tupperware was invented. This what a red letter day for, for the world. <laughs> it wasn't a one day, one single day. The UN, Molsey, the bikini, and Tupperware were all created in one place. Uh, so Malsey initially played a lovely named uh, Royal Oak Ground, uh, and then they moved to Hurst Park. You might have been to Hurst Park. It's not far from my house. It's where I learned to swim. Not in the park, in, in the swimming pool in the park. Uh, <laughs> nowadays, though, they play at a stadium called Walton Road, and this might be my favourite new club fact ever. Wow. This was the stadium that was used in Bend Like Beckham. Wow. That's great. Didn't recognise that when we went, I'll be honest. No, I had no idea. I've not seen the film in years. Maybe I'll rewatch that. Yeah, that's what we could do this evening. Well, to, to move on to contemporary Moles FC, a.k.a. the Moles, um, they're currently bottom of their division and have played five games and lost five games. Oh dear. Um, they're 
they were managed, I should say, they were managed by Craig, Craig Lewington. But he lost his job, Jack, just four days before the clash with Southall FC. I do remember this, yeah. Q drama. Drums. New club. New club. It's a new club. Jack, thanks for informing me about Southall. Um, that was fascinating. I think one thing we should mention is we've got some some news for this this series this this year. We've been sponsored. Have we? Yeah. Wow. Should we roll the advert? Sure. Cool. This episode is sponsored by OnlyVans. OnlyVans is the world's first content subscription service specifically for admirers of trucks, vans, and SUVs. Looking to court a VW transporter or maybe spend this winter with a Mercedes Sprinter. OnlyVans is your one-stop shop for getting your rocks off with a Peugeot Boxer. Sign up now and get 50% off your first service. So let's get into the game. Molesy Southall at Molesy. First game of the season. Anticipation in the air. It was, it was powerful. Yeah, we were excited. Um, I think you can tell that from this recording. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe the opposite. back we are back say that every podcast now we are back i know but this beer feels like this is the new normal this is the real back um we're at a football game which i think most football fans thought wouldn't be something they'd be saying for a for a long old time uh certainly a lot longer than it's been when was the last time we went to a game must have been march was west brom versus newcastle yep and then covid was just a, a big conspiracy theory that no one was worrying about yeah, it wasn't really anything that affected anyone's lives at that point, certainly not football. It seemed almost inconceivable that football could be affected and that, you know, it seemed like such a, a pillar of society and it was one of the things that would never, ever change. And I suppose we've all been taught a lesson by how much it has changed. Yeah, wow. I didn't think you were going to say something so emotional. <laughs> that was good. One minute in. One minute in. Um, the game hasn't started, I should say. It's just the, uh, the Wolvesy players are going through one of the most vigorous warm-ups in my entire life. It looks like they're playing 11 aside. Yeah, I think that I hope they save some stuff for the game. Yeah, my warm-ups typically were just shooting at the keeper. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think this might be too much. Yeah, they're literally playing on the other side in one half of the pitch. The other team is nowhere, going nowhere near as hard. The other team's literally doing keepy-uppies <laughs> whilst Molesy cannon the ball to each other and test their touch. So we just got back from a big trip to Scotland before that uh, recording. So you, I was a bit tired, which is why I maybe called the club Wolsey <laughs> instead of Molesy. It's a classic gaff. I'm sure the Molesy fans will have my head. You mean the Wolsey fans? He's, oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just checking my notes from the game. And like I said, I was quite tired. Maybe my note taker wasn't great. My first note is Raining Men is playing. Uh, That's the first thing okay. I take from the game. So they opened the game with Raining Men. Cutting edge football podcast. So I just thought it was quite a strange thing to open at a non league game. But, you know, it's a good tune, I guess. Yeah. And there were lots of men there. It wasn't very raining, though. It was a lovely, sunny evening. Lovely, sunny evening. It was, it was just raining men. If it was raining anything, it was men. Mm-hmm. Um, early on, Southall banged a free kick. I put bang in, in uh, capital letters. Banged. So a bad start for us. We were Molesy fans at the time. Um, yeah, really bad start. Uh, there was a pen, which I said was not a pen, which resulted in a great save from Southall. So back on top, maybe. Sadly, no. Uh, a man injured for Molesy. 
and 2-0 just before half-time, so a perfect time to score for Southall. And it looked like we're continuing our long tradition, Alex, of always supporting the losing team. So I think, yeah, you're right. Uh, it did look like maybe Molesy went too hard in the warm-up. Yeah, maybe maybe that, they, that canning, canning the ball to one another was a bit of a, a bit of a misnomer, and actually they've just knackered themselves out. Uh, but we were optimistic, right? We always are optimistic. We yeah, I thought. Back out. Come on, you moles. Yeah, big second half. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Did that happen? It went even more south. I'm being honest. Okay. Three um, 0 off the woodwork, and another banger. Mm-hmm. It was another great goal. Southall good. were playing really, really good football. I know we're Molesy fans, um, but Southall were playing like poetry in motion. They're hitting really good goals. Um, goals plural here I said 4-0 really soon after the third goal yep wheels officially off Molesy at that point you reckon uh, I think there was no coming back from this point yeah uh, I think it was damage limitation I think it was kind of get to the full time whistle without embarrassing yourselves uh, sadly Molesy he didn't even manage to do that it was, <laughs> it was a 5-0 after a lovely chip from Southall yep um, and I mean we can go on we can go on for a while yeah but the 6th and 7th <laughs> probably followed didn't they <laughs> yeah you know how it goes you know how it, it ended 7-0 to Southall um, bearing in mind these teams are in the same division but as we said Molesy are bottom Southall are nearer the top I think yeah um, want, can I quickly read out a nice tweet from Molesy after the game sure Molesy nil Southall 7 all the best to FC Southall in their next round of the cup many thanks to all those who attended be good to see you back this Saturday when Ascot of Visitors kick off 3pm there you go taking it well onwards and upwards exactly as, as, as it should be uh, so as soon as we start supporting them we've stopped supporting them because we now move on to become Southall fans yep. as is the nature of the podcast me, you and Julia Roberts Julia Roberts what a gang Robert, I didn't see Rob De Niro in the crowd maybe he was maybe he left before probably watched time. it from home that one maybe in LA yeah. And maybe he was on set and he was being really moody on set. And oh. Steven Spielberg was like, come on, Robert, why are you... What's the problem, Robert? We just lost 7-0 to Southall. <laughs> oh, well, to be fair, I'd be upset about that as well. Uh, but Julie Roberts probably went home and she was probably in LA loving it. Had she, a glass of wine to celebrate. Yeah, she was cheering away. Her Rolled hus- on the second round of the cup. Husband had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Chatting about Southall and Molesy. <laughs> What's the Southall? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so a, g- a good first game. Seven goals. It's just a shame all they, they all came from one team. <laughs> <laughs> Usually a seven-goal thrill is a great thing. It was a superb first game. I think if we look back to uh, to, to last year, we had a 1-0 and then a 0-0. Quite some boring games to start. Yeah, and this was started with a 7-0. It's kind of um, reminiscent of what's been happening in the Premier League because we've had goals galore in the Premier League. Maybe everyone's just, just getting all their football out in one go. Yeah, I'm not sure. I wonder about that. Because we had the most highest scoring weekend, like I said. Is, is it because players are unfit or is it because... I mean, part of the thing the FA Cup is there's no replay, right? So I wonder if teams are really, really going for it now. And if you do do that, you show your quality. Yeah, yeah. Did Balzi really, really go for it? No, but do you know what I mean? It's that Southall weren't taking any chances. They weren't trying to get it back to their stadium. They knew they had to win there. They did, you're right. And, they didn't uh, want to take the rest, did they? Maybe Balzi were a bit too confident. I know they're, they're bottom of the league. But um, yeah, it's a shame. And I, I mean, it's in my notes as well. I've kind of said it. All the goals were bangers. They were like, lovely chip. Uh, one off the crossbar, a free kick as well. They weren't scoring tap-ins. These guys were, they came to play. And it was like schoolboys' own stuff, I believe the phrase is, John Watson once said. Yeah, exactly. Great right. Game. They were brilliant. Roll on, roll on Southall. Roll on next Southall. We're glad to be Southall fans. So who have Southall got in the next round, Jack? Uh, so it's Ashford. Yeah. And this is the thing. So they actually share a stadium with Ashford. That's exactly it. So you can imagine a bit of bad blood already. A bit so, of inter, inter-AC kind of relationship. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Inter, the inter-AC of, of West London. God. God, if you weren't already a fan of this podcast and ready for the next episode, you will, you are now with that little tasty fixture coming up. I think 
what's really just nice is to be back at a live football match. It's been so long and such a drag for everyone involved in football over this pandemic. Um, regardless of the hammering that Molesy took, I still think everyone had a good evening because th- it was the first game they had back with fans. Absolutely. The weird thing about non-league football is even when people lose, they don't seem to care. It seems everyone's just having a good time. Yeah. Um, but you're right, COVID is affecting football. It seems like footballers get COVID all the time. It seems like it's affecting the football players more than anyone else. Yeah, a disproportionate like, amount of... I, sure I guess nurse, they're just being you know, tested. More being than. tested more, yeah. I'm sure that you know, in hospitals and stuff it is worse. Yeah. But it does seem like lots of football clubs would be affected. Uh, every day in the news there's a new footballer who's got it. Okay. Which is led me on to do a bit of a quiz, Alex. Oh, right. A, a COVID-themed quiz. Yeah, it's called COVID Co-Didn't. Okay. Or co-did and co-didn't. I don't know what, well, which one's what, it called? What works better? Well, we'll let the fans decide. We'll call it COVID <laughs> co-didn't for now. And I'm going to read off some footballers. We'll put some music in the background so it feels a bit more like, you know, who wants to be a millionaire, Chase, that kind of stuff. Yep. And you're going to tell me whether they got COVID or not. Okay. Uh, or, or they've had COVID. Endombello. Um, He didn't. I think he just got told off for messing around. He, he did get COVID oh. when he was training with France. Oh. So 1-0 oh. to me. Uh, Jay Rodriguez. Jay Rodriguez. He doesn't go outside. He's not got COVID. He didn't get COVID. You're right. Douglas Costa. Douglas Costa. Italy. Lots of COVID over there. He did get it. He didn't get COVID. Oh. Paolo Dybala. He did. He had about eight times. He, he kept getting it. He had it for about nine months or something. It was when testing was really sort of, uh, sort of, you know, uh, murky because he seems to get it constantly yes. to the point where I think scientists were like, "What's going on with Paolo Dybala?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's the key. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul Popper. He has had it the last few weeks. He did get. It. I think a lot of the French players got it when they were, they were training. Mm. Jack, yeah. Jack Butland. Surely not. No, I didn't get it. He, he couldn't catch that. No, he couldn't can... catch anything. <laughs> Kaylor Navas. Speaking of keepers. Uh, Kaylor Navas did not have COVID-19. He did get COVID-19. A lot of the PSG players got it, yeah. Uh, the Gunnosaurus. Uh, can dinosaurs get COVID? <laughs> also, we know tigers can get COVID. We found that at that zoo in America. I'm going to say Gunnosaurus did have COVID. He didn't have COVID. Gunnosaurus was all right. Thank goodness. God. Uh, Zlatan. Zlatan ha- has currently got COVID, I think. Yeah, he's suffering COVID right now, and he says, he, I don't know, he, he's, he's sort of said that he doesn't want COVID, COVID's messing with the wrong guy. You know? Yeah, I think he tweeted saying, like, COVID dares to take, to take on Zlatan. Yeah, Zlatan. I mean, I, I, he's right. I don't, if I was COVID, he's picked the wrong person to tussle with. Uh, and last one, Riyad Mahrez. Riyad Mahrez, he's all over COVID. He got COVID, yeah. Did he? I actually didn't know that. COVID riddle. Just a guess. Um, I didn't look, tally up your score. I didn't really pay attention to that, but that was fun, right? Yeah, it was coded and coded. <laughs> yeah, and if you, listen, if you played at home, let us know what score you got. Maybe you beat Alex. I uh, think I was middle of the road there, wasn't I? Not, yeah. not a high performance. Not a COVID uh, savant. No, I'm not. That's true. Never mind. Footballers doing nice things. So fans of the pod know that we usually end with an extract from Neil Warnock's multiple autobiographies. Uh, we've kind of exhausted it. And actually, Neil right now has COVID. I should have mentioned him on that quiz. So out of respect, we're going to retire the book. Yeah, and they get well soon, Neil. Um, but we do have a new feature. It's called Footballers Doing Nice Things. Okay. So you might remember at the start of lockdown, uh, for some reason, Matt Hancock called out footballers mm-hmm. and all the stuff they were doing for society. Yeah, and we uh, mentioned this in our season two announcement. Yeah, and what we did, we just listed off about a million good things footballers were doing. Um, the biggest one, of course, being Marcus Rashford, who I should say as well, this isn't, this isn't the footballer, by the way, it's, this is a free one for you. Marcus Rashford has not given up his quest. He's constantly fighting for it still, despite not being in the news anymore. I know, yeah. I, uh, I saw a, a comment from Andy Robertson the other day, the Liverpool defender, who said... 
Marcus Rashford could be the first Manchester United player to receive a standing ovation at Anfield, given given the good work he's done. Rightly so. Um, he's constantly messaging at MPs. He's someone, if you're not a fan of football, if you're not a fan of Man United, still follow Marcus Rashford on, on Twitter. He uses 80% of his time to harass MPs to make sure kids are getting free meals, which yeah. we can all get behind. Um, but he's one of many footballers doing nice things over COVID, and we're going to talk about one right now. Tell me about this person, this mystery hero, Jack. So, you know Moyes Keane? Mm-hmm. He gets a lot of shit, right? Yeah, because he's, he's not, been rubbish. He's not very it. good and he costs a lot of money and everyone thought it would be great. And he's pretty bad, but he's actually a very nice bloke. Um, so Jane O'Toole, which is a very Irish name, uh, she's a massive Toffees fan. She was always down the Goodison Park, mm-hmm. uh, had a season ticket, of course. But due to COVID, she's been having to isolate. Um, she missed Mother's Day because she was unwell as well. And she's just she's just recently um, been in remission from cancer. Um, so had a bit of a tough time, has Jane O'Toole. But Moyes Keane gave her a phone call on Mother's Day. And sent her some shirts to her kids. And said, Mum, <laughs> am I Moise O'Toole? Uh, so he's got really behind her and done a really nice thing. So, you know, it's easy to look him on the TV and think he's not doing very well. I bet Everton fans aren't nice to him sometimes as well. But if I was an Everton fan, I'd read that story and be like, do you know what, mate? You're, you're good in my books. That's think. lovely. So he called her up on Mother's Day to make sure she had some company. Yeah. And sent some shirts to her fans. Sent, sent some shirts to her kids who are also her fans because kids yeah. love their grandma. Um, and yeah, he just, he just he just did a nice thing for her and didn't have to do it. So listen, more, he's not scoring many goals and you probably should have stayed in Italy, but we're glad you're here. But you're scoring social goals off the pitch. You're scoring points with me, big man. Yeah. You can maybe have a, get a guest star on the pod one day. Yeah, we'll invite you on just for that. Moise. I'll give you a call on your birthday just to cheer you up. Maybe if you When is Moyes Keane's birthday? Let's find out and let's make sure on the podcast we give him a call. Do whatever we can to give him a call. Uh, Moise Keane was born on the 28th of February oh god 2000 god, that's so young that's scary isn't it um, well on the 20th of February we'll try and call Moise Keane that'll be a pod exclusive 28th of February is that is that the leap year he's no. born a leap year 28th no it's 29th isn't it Moise Keane's an, an, an unraveling book isn't he yeah, he's an incredible man um, there you go Moise Keane good lad footballers doing nice things Thanks for all that, Jack. Uh, I think that's probably all we've got time for today. Um, please, listeners, join us next week uh, as we assess Southall's trip to Ashford. It's not really a trip, though, because it's the same stadium. Ah, uh, yes. So the trip around the block. They're going to do a walk around the stadium and come back. Yep. Well, if they do that, it'll still be more productive than Molsey's warm-up. <laughs> oh.